You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Friday. We're in late July. July 23rd. Deadline is July 30 or July 31. I think July 31. Yeah, July okay. 31. like it is every year, right? I, <laughs> and I'm supposed to be a baseball person. Jack McMullen with Peter Apple and Arm Layton. This is the Just Baseball Show. Your mean Mercedes retired for 20 hours. Like a whole back. Time. He's back. Uh, my thing is, I want to hear the conversations that happened in those 20 hours. Who did he talk to? What changed? And why did he do it in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to reserve a lot of the jokes because, you know, there might be something going on and, you know, he might be going through something. But at the same time, that's like the classic middle school play of like, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. You're not my friends. And then you show up <laughs> the next day and yeah, everything's normal again. Like, that's kind of what I felt like this play was by Mercedes was just kind of like, I need people to reach out to me now. And obviously, if you say I'm done, I quit. It's over in like black text and then right. like big, huge. It's over. Uh, that's going to get people's attention. Uh, so I just thought it was and it was like, I'm retiring indefinitely. It's over. I was like, which one is it? Yeah, right? what is it? I agree. I'm taking a break of, from baseball for a while. Like that, that's what his caption said. I, I air with you, Aram. I, I don't want to judge because I'm sure there's something mental going on there. And like being optioned down after you're at the top of the world in May is like, that's so hard to do. Like, and he worked so hard to get there. Right. It took 10 years. Um, so I, I definitely think that there could be something bigger going on and like, you know, obviously hoping for for his mental sake for his family's mental sake that that he's all good and he's back to demolishing baseballs soon but the images black image white text it's yeah. so then funny. followed by this flaming eagle <laughs> 20 minutes ago <laughs> it's honestly awesome doesn't make any sense great marketing it's great <laughs> so everyone's talking about your ring mercedes also you know what's more great marketing i don't even know if it's great marketing but i wanted to talk about my juice Carrot, beet, orange, cucumber, lemon, spinach, kale, parsley. My mom got me all these juices. It's one of the best presents ever. Seriously. Love you, mom. It sounds like everything I would not want in a juice. Oh, it doesn't taste good. But man, it makes you feel good. I promise. I went on this big rant about vitamins and minerals and everything. Yeah. I do it pretty much every episode. Yeah. I'm telling you, you drink one of these a day. we We need a vitamin sponsor. Yeah, how are your number twos after those juices? So smooth. 
So smooth. Are you want to talk about the trade deadline? Let's talk about the Please. trade deadline because this is a big episode. This is a full trade deadline preview. And so we're going to go over every single team. We're going to let you know if they're buyers or sellers, what they need, what they don't need. And should we just start right now with hold the on, AL East? Before we do that, I need to relinquish my hosting duties to you because oh yeah we, does that how we have to do it we decided that you were gonna lead today because i i like your intros sorry <laughs> sue me nobody said three two one and we were so <laughs> confused it's like are you hosting like you texted that you wanted to host but now you're hosting i'm hosting now so let's get into the al east the boston red sox are currently in first place at 58 and 38 i have them as a buyer i have their needs they could really upgrade at first base. Bobby Dalbeck, we've talked about, he probably leads in missing balls by the widest amount of margin when he swings. Big strikeout guy. And then they're also going to need to upgrade on that bullpen. Matt Barnes and Garrett Whitlock have been great this year, but the rest of it hasn't been great too. Arm, tell me about their farm system because they're going to be obvious buyers. Yeah, I mean, look, they've got enough pieces. The good thing about the Red Sox is look, their system's not great, but if one thing has worked in their favor, it's that they've actually had a lot of prospects that were middling type of guys hit well this year, beyond just Jaron Duran, who's emerged as a top 100 guy, but they've had some of their 22, 23-year-old guys break through and hit well enough to maybe be some complimentary pieces in a deal. The problem is you're not giving up, in my opinion, any of Tristan Casas or some of your more elite prospects. Do you want to sell low on Jeter Downs, who I still think can be a good ball player? They're in a tough spot, but at the same time, they're playing so well that you got to go all in, right? It looks pretty vulnerable in the AL. The White Sox are probably the, the next biggest threat, and they're banged up. They're not going to get everybody going right away. You're getting Chris Sale back. I think they have to pony up and do something. It's really just a tough spot for them because – like what is Jay Groom worth? What is Jeter yeah. Downs worth? What, right. what are some of these guys worth that are either still not really getting close to their ceiling or having a setback this year? And then also a 22, 23 year old that never really hit and just broke out this year. What's he worth? So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. I think they go for more of the cheaper targets like a Jesus Aguilar or a guy that could help them at first base, but you also need the pitching and pitching. Anthony like, Rizzo. Rizzo too. Rizzo Jack, too. What do you think about Rizzo? Yeah, how cheap do you think Rizzo is? I, I think he's relatively cheap. I think Three months of Rizzo cheap. I, I think the Red Sox have the capital to do it, and I think they don't have to – I don't think they have to sell the Cubs on Jay Groom. I don't think they have to sell the Cubs on Jeter Downs. I think they can give them – honestly, like, would you be cool if they just shipped off Dalbeck and a couple of, like, top 20 guys? So, like, Dalbeck, how about – uh, Chris Murphy, who I love, I got to see him out on the Cape and then Connor Wong, another guy who's possible, Connor Seabold, a guy that's possible. Like, I think Rizzo will come back for an MLB ready guy who's got a ton of control and maybe one or two top 20s don't have to be top 10. Yeah, I, I like that. I, personally, if I'm running a team, I don't want Dalbeck at all. But you mentioned yeah, he's me controllable. Neither. He's a first baseman. He's got big juice. He like, does have pop. He does, he does absolutely but, pop. When he does connect, it goes a long way. So moving on to the Tampa Bay Rays, who are second in the AL East at 57 and 39, just one spot behind the Red Sox. I have them also as buyers, even though Tampa Bay is not the one to buy big. But they need a starting pitcher. Tyler Glasnow going out. And they also kind of need an impact bat. I see possibly them going after maybe a Nelson Cruz, starting pitchers maybe on the lower end, like a Matt Boyd. Uh, Aram, Rays farm system loaded 
absolutely loaded. And I think that's part of the reason why we might see them just go after a veteran bat. I, I think Shane Baz right now, he's a guy where you typically aren't going to say, oh, we'll call up this prospect and help us make a playoff push as an arm. But I think Shane Baz can do it. I, he looks like a frontline type of starter, even if he's not reaching his absolute ceiling right away you're getting a really good starting pitcher that slides in Brandon McKay hopefully comes back you've got some other pieces I think they go for the bat I love Nelly Cruz I think they have the ability though they could get anybody they want and not really feel it in their farm system so it'll be interesting to see if they decide to go for it but they've got about 12 to 13 prospects that carry big value and could be the centerpiece of a big deal who's expendable here in the top in terms of their system yeah like I'm not if you want to go get a major impact person, if you want to, if you want to fight for a blue chip guy, like Vidal Bruhan's name is going to come up, and I don't think you can sell Vidal Bruhan. I just don't think so. No, but you'd have to you get a have, ton. You'd have to get a ton in return for him. You're also giving up maybe Xavier Edwards, who's a borderline top 100 guy, switch hitting shortstop. You've got Greg Jones, who's one of the tools he has shortstops in bass, all the minor leagues. Bass, you got Cole Wilcox. <laughs> yeah. Nick Bitsko, Josh Lowe or Josh Lau is raking center fielder. I think they should hold on to him, but that's a guy that they could trade Joe Ryan. Like they could deal all these guys and not really feel it for that reason. I think that they should go get somebody impacts, maybe a Joey Gallo type as well comes with control. Not that expensive kind of makes sense for them. Do you think they could turn John Gray into peak John Gray? The I think Rays they could turn got a hold me of into him. I, I think they could turn anybody into someone that's good. So I, I think John Gray wouldn't be a bad option for them at all. Jack, who do you think they go after? That's a great question. Uh, I don't know if they have. I don't know if. I don't know if they're willing to depart with the guys needed to go and get Joey Gallo. Yeah. Totally I honest. I, I think they might because you, you call up Taylor Walls, who looks like a, a big league middle infielder, in my opinion. You've got Wander. You've got Bruhan. I just think you have so many middle infielders. Xavier Edwards isn't far from the big leagues. Greg Jones is not that far from the big leagues. I'd put a mid-2022 ETA on both of them. What are you going to do with all these guys? I'd cash in. You were two games away from a title last year, much of the same team. Make that move, and it looks wide open right now. I, I think they got to do it. The Rays aren't generally that aggressive, but I think with the deep with the depth they have right now in the middle infield, I think they're going to do it. I think Nelson Cruz makes a lot of sense for them. I actually think Nelson Cruz makes more sense than Gallo, and I love your idea, John Gray, Pete. I think like a John Gray can come back for maybe you know eight and eleven, like that type of prospect range. Yeah. Um, two of them, and I think that we were talking we want to do top five managers, top five GMs at some point with like our top 10 Tuesday. I want to do like top five pitching coaches and Kyle. <laughs> absolutely. One of them. So like, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think he can turn John Gray into like an all-star next year. I agree. The New York Yankees are at third place, 50 and 44. You know, I go back and forth. I personally think a soft sell is the way to go, but I do looking in hindsight, I, they will probably be buyers and they're going to go after a center fielder with Aaron Hicks now out for the year and a starting pitcher to add to that depth. I mean, Domingo Herman, Jordan Montgomery, Corey Kluber still hurt Garrett Cole. There's just, it's, there's not a lot there. They need a starting pitcher and they need an outfielder Aram, If the Yankees are going to buy, who would they possibly go after with their farm system? Have you uh, let the ship sail on? It has to be a left-handed bat. No, they need a left-handed bat, dude. Greg so Allen has turned into the Yankees' best player. Finally, Rodin O'Dor, Rakes. What? 
Rugden Odor, he rakes. He, uh, you know, yeah, he rakes, whatever. <laughs> but to, to answer your question, I, the Yankees, I think you got to deal Floreal. He's showing a little bit of life right now in the big leagues. Sell high on him or as high as you can because I don't think he's really an impact big leaguer, but you could package him. If you really want to move the needle and get a legitimate, you know, type of stud player that can help you i think you gotta deal one of schmidt or garcia i'd rather have garcia you probably deal schmidt he's 25 years old he's got some injury history if the right team still values him i think you do that Uh, i would pretty much make everybody available outside of dominguez peraza and medina i I think everybody else should anthony volpe anthony volpe is really good i I would sell high on him frankly i I would I, i think he's good too but it's he's just so far away i i would rather see what you can get but i mean yeah the guy's raking right now and uh he's interesting i i would still i would still be open to dealing him in the right in the right situation especially with how close peraza is to the big leagues i think he could end up being the yankee shortstop of the future so we'll see what they do but i would make almost everybody available and it depends what the yankees want to go get if they go get a starling Marte, they don't even need to give up any of those aforementioned players floreal maybe or one, and a couple other guys could get it done josh bro maybe but if you want to go get again like a gallo a big left-handed hitting impacts bat i don't see how you get gallo without giving up schmidt and Wells, and then maybe a filler. Uh, and a you know, maybe you'll want to do that, but it will hurt a little bit for a Yankee system that uh, is not the best. I think the Yankees should just sell and wait for Corey Seager. Jack, what are your thoughts? <laughs> the Yankees outfield looks like shit. I mean, like... What do you mean? <laughs> they don't... Was that a joke? Or you... It was a joke. That's why you're left. I mean, it's horrible. Like, it's it's a terrible outfield. I don't know if you can fix it with one guy right now. And that that's strictly injuries. I am of the thinking that this is a lost year for the Yankees. I'm kind of with you. I would like to see sell. Uh, I don't what know. Do you if sell? Next, I don't, you can still sell Chapman. You can still sell. Like no, someone. You no, you them. can't. Nobody someone wants will, Chapman. I saw Chapman pitch last night. Look great. You tell me no one wants them. No, I understand they're making a lot of money, but yes. nobody would give up some sort of decent prospect for any of them. What no. return do you want for Chapman? Glaber. Like, yeah, you're saying you want Glaber Torres and Billy McKinney. Exactly. I want the okay. same trade again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we okay. traded Andrew Miller. I'm not saying I, I just, I, I have a hard time believing that nobody would want Chapman or Britain. I think why would anybody want to pay Chad Green? Million because the Yankees have proved that bullpen guys kind of grow on trees with them, that they can really develop the bullpen. And I think million. you could trade Chad Green. Chad Green would at least get a decent haul in that. $18 million next year for a closer who's 34 and has hit an absolute wall. I wonder if the Dodgers would do something like that. No chance. I don't know if it's no chance, but let's move on anyway. <laughs> let's go to the Toronto Blue Jays, who are fourth in the AL East at 48 and 44. I have them as well as buyers, but they need pitching. Pitching, pitching, pitching. The offense is fantastic. I would go after a starting pitcher, a relief pitcher. I feel like relief pitching at least is the biggest need right now for them since they have Alec Manoa, Ryu. They have a lot of guys there. Arm, what do you think about the Blue Jays farm system? Because it's also pretty loaded. Yeah, it's a loaded system, and there's a lot of guys there I'm not trading, frankly. But I think the guy that's going to leave town, I think who they ship out, and I've been saying this for a while, is Jordan Groshans. Because Austin Martin, I'm not as high on him, but are you going to sell on him before he really 
gets into his own. I think he's starting to get acclimated a bit. Groshans is a shortstop that's not going to play short, a bit inconsistent, can't stay healthy, but you could still cash in as a top 100 guy and then package a deal there. I think they've got to go get, like you said, a starting pitcher. Uh, I don't know if Simeon Woods Richardson is ready yet, but that's a guy I'm not trading either. You structure a deal around uh, somebody like Roshans. You got Kevin Smith. You've got some other good fillers. And I think you can go get somebody good. I mean, Jack, who's a pitcher that you would want to see go to Toronto? And then I can probably tell you what, what I think the package would look like. So my mind goes to Cincinnati with Nick Castellanos kind of dealing with something right now. What if they slide? What if they become sellers? And I think one of those two guys, Luis Castillo is playing really well. So the price for him just jacked up over the last Oh month. yeah, he's been fantastic. Sonny Gray has been kind of holding serve. So I, one of those two guys for Toronto, I think makes a lot of sense. Arm, yeah. can I throw another name in there? Yeah. I think Jose Barrios is a great option for the oh, Blue Jays as well. And yeah. I think Groshans would make sense in that deal. Cause I don't, I, we're going to get to the Reds later. I don't know if they're going to sell. I love the Reds. I don't know why, but I love the Reds. I know you I like Jesse Winker too. Cassianos is fun. The Reds should buy. But we'll get to I, it later. Yeah, I would say for both those deals, kind of a similar type of return. Groshans is a starting point. You're going to probably have to throw in like an Adam Klofenstein and then maybe one other top 30 guy. But if the team that is acquiring him values Groshans because he's pretty polarizing, if a team likes Groshans as much as uh, some of the teams do, then I think you can go get a player like Barrios with him as a centerpiece and some solid 15 top 15 prospects sprinkled in there. Yeah. All right. We can move on to the Orioles, I guess at, <laughs> at last place, the 31 and 64. I mean, they're, they're going to sell the Orioles will most likely listen on everyone, probably outside of Cedric Mullins. And I didn't put Trey Mancini's name in there. I don't know if they would possibly sell him. Maybe John Means could be a guy. He just came back from injury. Paul Fry is another reliever that I know Arm has talked about before. Arm, they just got to reload on that system. Jack, who, who are they selling? Are they just selling everybody? Uh, that's a great question. Do they sell John Means? I would. Emerging ace. Do you sell Mullins? No, no, you can't sell Mullins. He's a guy you got to build around. I don't, I don't want them to sell Mancini. Like they're, I don't want them to either, but it's, it's not our call. They might. Um, I don't know what they do. I vote hold and try and get as big league ready return as you can possibly get for guys like Santander. Like I think that level, the next echelon. So under Mullins, Mancini and means what other guys can you get that are close for the big league caliber guys you have right now that you don't necessarily see in your lineup or see in your rotation in two years, in three years. There's just so many teams looking for an impact bat and Mancini's pretty versatile. You can put him in the alpha. You can put him at first base. And a lot of teams need that right now. I feel like you could get an absolute haul for him. And he's the type of veteran that comes into the clubhouse, you know, picks Instantly. up right, you know, picks up right away, and, and somebody that I think everybody obviously respects beyond just what he's been able to get through. But by all accounts, it's just a pro's pro. And I was talking on outside the box with Jeff Kona, and we just had Rob Nen on, who was part of that '97 team, and they're talking about Darren Dalton, a guy who could barely walk at that point in his career, but came in and just helped galvanize the clubhouse and uh, really just helped kind of set a tone there. And there's something to be said about that value as well. So a team might just really want that, especially a team that doesn't have that stability in the clubhouse as much, and that could make a big difference. I think you have to listen on Mancini, but if the price is not over what you 
you know, would, would say the going rate is, I think you hold on to him because most of their prospects timeline wise kind of line up for the next year or two. Uh, and Mancini can, can hit for the next five years, in my opinion. I just don't see a lot of impact bats on the market. I think if you put Trey Mancini on the market, he instant, instantly becomes in that echelon with a Chris Bryant and a Trevor Story. No doubt. I think he's more valuable, honestly, because of the control as well. Exactly. Uh, so it should it should be interesting. But I also think the Orioles, no doubt, just sell all those relievers. Get what you can get for all those relievers. And then, you know, see you listen on everybody else. Just Baseball has partnered with Hero as the best watch party app to invite your friends for an online stadium experience. Hero is a free app to use for co-watching video services like Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Disney Plus, Hulu, and TV channels like ESPN, Fox, ABC, CBS, and so much more. You can create your own private or public party and watch from these video services while you talk, laugh, and cheer together on voice chat as well as text chat. It'll feel like you're on the couch watching a ball game with your friends or at the stadium in the crowd. To start watching together, head over to justbaseball.com hero spelled H-E-A-R-O, to learn more and download the app on your phone or computer. Arm and myself were in Omaha for the College World Series, and we broadcasted three live shows on Hero covering some of those games. It was so much fun commentating and answering questions from our listeners as the games played in the Hero app. Moving on to the AL Central, the Chicago White Sox are in first place at 58-38. and I have them as obvious buyers. They need a second baseman. Nick Madrigal is out for the foreseeable future. And I think they could upgrade in their outfield. Arum, Chicago White Sox farm system. What are you looking at? So the White Sox have a good amount of pitching. And again, it depends on who values some of these guys where they are, because some of them, some people are higher on than others. I really like some of their pitchers. Andrew Dalquist, I'm really high on. Uh, But you also have players like Blake Rutherford, where – a lot of teams might be out on him, but he's close he to got a hit ready. off me in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's close to big league ready. He hit a bomb off you, uh, which is single, really important. Single. In this. It's, oh, I don't want it to go out as a bomb. It was a bloop single. Okay. But that's good for their scouting reports. They know how good you were. And, <laughs> but, but when you look at their There's still system, a chance I could make a big league roster. I'm only 23. <laughs> I think Jared Kelly, untouchable Cespedes, untouchable, just about everybody else should be available. And maybe they even go and deal one of their big league bats that's been hitting. Maybe a Gavin Sheets gets sent out because they want to get a more impact bat uh, at a more important position for them. Maybe they do that. I I think that they're going to be open to anything. And I think that they're pretty much going to be willing to deal anybody not named Cespedes or Kelly. There's enough value with a Matthew Thompson, Jonathan Stever, Andrew Dalquist. With Rutherford, I think you can get just about anybody you want more than enough to get a Trevor Story. I think they wouldn't have enough to get maybe a Whit Merrifield if he becomes more available especially interdivision you need a king's ransom to trade yeah. interdivision exactly um, yes. it here's my thing <laughs> here's my thing this is the biggest episode of jack putting his elbow on the corner and just like looking up and thinking here's my thing make sure you go watch this on youtube by the way uh <laughs> what they need a second baseman yes they could also use some help to fill in the positional spots like Jake Lamb, like he was, he was great in the early goings of the year for them. I think they kind of need that same type of mold. Um, and I think Adam Frazier makes so much sense. I think that the price for Adam Frazier might be a little high. 
I love Eduardo Escobar. I love that that idea was floated like three weeks ago. He was a former like White Like it made Sox. perfect sense. They said it, it was makes... like close to done. <laughs> yeah, it just but never like, happened. Eduardo Escobar, it, it was close to done. I think if they actually finalize that deal and Eduardo Escobar is there, I don't really know what else you need. I also am going to disagree with you on that outfield. I think that outfield is really good with Luis Robert and Eloy both in the midst of rehab assignments right now. Eloy was in AAA, Luis Robert. I'm not saying you have to add like an all-star in the outfield. I just think some depth could help. Billy Hamilton, Adam Engel, like th- that's your depth right there. Mm-hmm. Like they've got really good depth. And Andrew Vaughn is a totally competent left fielder. He's also really good with the bat. Oh my God, I love Andrew Vaughn. All right, so you're all over second baseman. Who would you trade in the White Sox system for Adam Frazier? Uh, Matthew Thompson. I think like that's one of the guys I think Dahlquist, like that is the type of player that you can give up for Frazier. I don't want to give up both. I think a guy like I don't, Matthew Thompson. And then how about if you had Thompson and Mike or Adolfo or Thompson and Rutherford, I think it's gotta be Thompson. Arm, do you think, Rutherford. yeah. Do you think that gets it done? I think Thompson Rutherford, Rutherford, excuse me, and a filler gets it done. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, more of a, a high f- low floor, high ceiling, high variance guy towards the bottom. But I think you got to go with somebody like an outfielder like Rutherford that has a good timeline because the Pirates need help in the outfield in the next year or two. Clearly, yeah. Gregory Polanco is not, not it. Uh, and Matthew Thompson is, is that guy that is right on the fringe. I think with a good couple months would fly right into top 100 lists. He's a physical specimen. He's only 20. That's somebody that can get be a good headliner. He's enough. I think outside of Thompson, you don't really have anybody else that could headline a deal for somebody like Frazier, unless it's Cespedes or Kelly and you're not giving up those guys. No. So I think you have to either decide, are you going to go for Frazier or do you go a little bit less and go for an Escobar where then you, you could probably get an Eduardo Escobar without really tapping into your top 10. You could go a couple, uh, you know, two top 30 guys towards the back or middle end. And I think that's enough to get you Escobar. To be totally honest, I, I think that, every guy that Rick Hahn and the White Sox see in their future is already with the big league club. Like I agree. with the exception of Kelly and, you know, maybe they have uh, so much young talent already Cespedes. there. Yeah. Everyone's there already. So second place in the AL central is the Cleveland Indians sitting at 48 and 45. This is one of the toughest teams to gauge and whether what they're going to do because they're above 500. They could realistically buy but I just think that they're going to sell. I mean, they already traded Francisco Lindor away and they've had some success this season, but in my opinion, it just doesn't seem that sustainable. Will they trade Jose Ramirez? Will they trade a guy like Aaron Savali possibly maybe cash in on what he's been doing? I know he's hurt right now. I think he's dealing with some injuries, but what do you guys think about the Indians? Do you think they're buyers or do you think they're sellers? I think the option is sell or hold. I don't think it's sell or buy. I don't think they're buyers whatsoever. I think they know that they're not real contenders in this. So it's it's that question. Do you want to hold on to Jose Ramirez? Do you want to hold on to a guy like Savali? Do you want to see if you can get a good return? It's like sending a prospect out for a spot, for a stockpile of other prospects. Like Tristan McKenzie is the kind of guy that jumps to my mind here. Like, do you send... Tristan McKenzie elsewhere in exchange for three guys that might equate to the value of Tristan McKenzie right now. And I think the answer is no, I think they're going to hold. I agree. I think they hold and sell off certain pieces that don't really make sense for the long term. You look at like a Brian Shaw, 33 year old reliever. He's got a sub three ERA. He's striking out plenty of guys. He can help a bullpen. You cash in on that. You already have class A, you have Karen Shack. So you feel good about your bullpen long-term. That's somebody that I could see them selling off. 
I think they're going to mostly hold and then just sell those guys that don't really uh, fit into their long-term plan. You know, maybe you could see what you get for a Cesar Hernandez or something like that. But outside of those guys, I, I don't think they buy or sell. I think they hold. Moving on to one of the biggest surprises of the MLB season so far, the Detroit Tigers are in third place at 46 and 51, but I see them selling possibly Jonathan scope, second baseman, Matthew Boyd, starting pitcher, or possibly Gregory Soto, a reliever for the Tigers. Tigers are selling. They got to reload on that farm system. Jack, do you think they sell anyone else? But after those three names, why, why do they have to reload on the farm system when the farm system is already one of the best in baseball? You know, like, not reload. I'm, I'm saying reload is an ad, just add to their farm system. That's already pretty robust. It could be improved. S- yeah. Kind of same thought that I had with the Orioles. I think Al Avila is really good at his job. If he has the game plan set up on a whiteboard somewhere, this is what the Detroit Tigers 40 man roster looks like, or, you know, maybe even dialing it down to the 26 man. This is what our 26 man roster looks like in 2025. Anybody on that team right now, that's not on that whiteboard can get shipped off. Jonathan scope, a guy that can get shipped off, you know, maybe even a guy like Candelario, like he can get shipped off. Um, what do you do? I could here? see scope going to the Red Sox. Red Sox need a second baseman too. I mean, Christian Roy has been fine. But I feel like that's the guy that the Red Sox could go get. Scope Scope can play first first as well. Uh, Here, I'm going to play the devil's advocate because the Tigers, I think Torkelson could be up next year. Riley Green could be up at some point next year. But Dew has been amazing given the circumstances. He he? he made the jump from 22 games in 2019 in high A as a rule five guy and has been phenomenal and continues to get better. Kendall Arrio is 27. Scope's only 29, cheap and controllable. The Tigers have come out and said, hey, we like this guy a lot. He's an awesome dude. I've watched yeah. a lot of his interviews. He seems like a great guy for the clubhouse. He's kind of your veteran, but still young. I would almost say that I could see them holding, kind of holding where they are. And it wouldn't be the worst decision in the world. You Not could sell off the Matt Boyd. You know, he's going to be back sometime soon. And I think a team would be interested in a lefty with a mid threes ERA. Maybe you sell off a couple relievers, though all of their relievers are terrible. But you, you could probably find a way to pull something off there. But I definitely have some interest, if I'm in charge of the Tigers here, of saying, hey, this group is really settling in together. They're playing amazing uh, over the last month or so. And let's try to roll this into next year. Maybe you trade a Robbie Grossman. But outside of that, I, I think the system's fine. The timeline kind of matches up similar to what I said with the Orioles. But they're really making it work at the big league level right now. I think you got to think about it. Moving on to one of the biggest disappointments in the American League, the Minnesota Twins at fourth place at 41 and 55. Fire sale, fire sale. Incoming. Burn it down. Burn it down. Byron Buxton has not agreed to their extension of seven years, 70 million. And it, it's increasingly looking like he will be dealt on top of the Nelson Cruises of the world. And we've already talked about Jose Barrios. Do you see any other guys that they might sell as well? Maybe some lower options on the totem pole? Jack, you go first. Go, go make yourself the best farm system in baseball. <laughs> like they, they absolutely have the ability to do so. Like Josh Donaldson, he's still worth something. Yep. Buxton is worth everything, 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 everything. I think you get a hell of a return for Buxton. Even with the Rios. health questions. Yeah. It's, it's you got to go in on that guy. He's a top five talent in baseball. Yeah. I agree. I just said that verbatim, funny enough, to Colby when we were texting because uh, we were talking about Luis Roberts' ceiling. He's like, I think his ceiling's Buxton. I said, 
No. I see, I see the commonalities, but I think when healthy bucks into top five player in baseball, the problem is, is you're going to need a team that's, that's hungry enough to do it. I would love as a Marlins guy to see the Marlins pony up and cash in on some of those prospects to answer their center field situation. But of course they'll never do that. But the crazy <laughs> thing is that Buxton has only played a hundred games once, once yeah. he's only played more than 50 games twice or three times. So it, it's Could a it little be he bit gets scary. out of minute. Could it be he gets out of Minnesota? And yeah. maybe finds a new year trainer and gets a little I agree. Health. I think you cash in that totally, no matter what, is going to give your system a huge jolt, which they really need because I like the pitching in their system. I love Belazovic. I love Joan Duran. But outside of those two guys, I'm not high on Royce Lewis. Aaron Sabato's been a big disappointment. Mm-hmm. Keani Kavako, who's supposed to be their, their next shortstop as well, has not been great. Brent Rooker's hit a wall. So most of their offensive prospects are not doing great. I think you got to cash in. Of course, you're going to get something for Nelly Cruz. Donaldson's expensive. And he comes with a couple more years on his deal and a lot of millions of dollars that he needs to be paid. I think that's going to temper the return a little bit. But they've got to cash in on all these guys, I think, because you're in trouble. I would even trade Mitch Garver away. I like Ryan Jeffers. He's the catcher of the future. Garver might get you one of your better returns with two years of control at about two million bucks. And he's looking more like that 2019 Garver we saw. But they've got to burn it down, I think. I'm with Jack on that one. And they've already got some guys that have kind of made their debut that are going to stay for the next couple of years. And they can kind of bridge the gap. And they can make this team somewhat interesting. Like Kirilov, obviously somebody we talk about. Larnick, somebody that we talk about. Rortvit, he can be the perfect backup to Ryan Jeffers. Absolutely. And trade Pineda. I think people forget that you know Pineda's valuable here. He's 32 he's years old. He's pretty well. He's got a sub four ERA. He's getting out. He can help you in the back end of your rotation, no doubt. I mean, he'd be one of the better pitchers on the Angels right now. <laughs> Absolutely. The Kansas City Royals are unfortunately in the cellar of the AL Central, and I have them as either selling or holding. I mean, you can give up guys like Greg Holland in the back end of that bullpen, Danny Duffy who I called an emerging ace at 32 years old and Whit Merrifield. Ah, will Whit Merrifield get traded? That's the tough one. That's, I feel like the biggest haul they could get. Arm shaking his head. Yes. Jack shaking his head. No, let's hear it. I don't think he gets dealt, but I'm shaking my head like they should because they would get a King's ransom and you got to do it while you still have control over him. The, The flip side is I think the Royals, they have this crazy belief in their own minds that they can compete soon. I mean, look at the moves that they made in this offseason. They go to sign a Carlos Santana. They go trade for an Andrew Benatendi. That's not a team that's rebuilding. That's a team thinking that they can compete soon. So uh, by that logic, they're able to get a cheap guy like what Merrifield, his contract was front-loaded. So yeah. he's actually going to be cheaper as the years go on. That's why I just don't think you, they end up trading him. But I, again, I think you got to listen because if the White Sox come over and tell you, you know, we'll give you Cespedes and we'll give you uh, Matthew Thompson or something like that, I think you got to listen. You got to listen division, there. Though, and I know, I, know, I know Jack's like quivering over there, but what Merrifield would be a game changer for the White Sox, an absolute game changer for that team. I'm just saying, I think you got to listen, but if I'm the Royals, I'm pretty much doing a little bit of what I said in the past. Bobby Witt's going to be up next year. They clearly want to win now. I'm only trading from some of those older arms, some of those bullpen pieces, and for the most part, probably staying put. You see the inside the Parker for Bobby Witt and AAA? Yes. What do you think of Nick Prado? I think he's good. He rakes too, and he's going to be up next year as well. He's going to be up next year. So maybe you trade Carlos Santana. Yeah, window closer than we think uh, window yeah. is as close as i think they believe it Jack, is. i think we were a year early on them but i'd rather be early than late because we and call them a fact at the come. beginning of the season and that and now they're 39 and 55 
young pitching will come. We were talking yeah. about it like, okay, Daniel Lynch is going to perform this year. No, but he's going to perform next year. Like yeah. mm-hmm. Jackson Co are going to perform next year. Bubich going to perform next year. Brady Singer kind of sucks right now, but he's going to perform <laughs> next year. He's they're like, all big league arms, no doubt. They're, they're big, big league arms. arms. And they still have Asa Lacy coming up. What does Asa Lacy do? Arm. He's in high A. He's in high. He's struggling with command. Um, yeah. You know, specifically, I, talk to Griffin about that, right? Griffin Conine, and he's like, he's disgusting. Don't get me wrong. Disgusting, it's disgusting stuff. But it's a lot easier to hit him when you're ahead two and zero. Yeah. And that's basically what the problem is for him right now. Moving on to the AL West, the best team in the AL West is the Houston Astros in first place at fifty-eight and thirty-nine. I have them as big buyers. I think they are the team that will end up getting Craig Kimbrell. And I think they could also add some starting pitching depth. I don't think they have to go big. They have Framber Valdez. Luis Garcia has been phenomenal. And then that's not even talking about Lance McCullers and Zach Krinke. Do you think Craig Kimbrell, Jack, goes to the Astros? Or do you think that Craig Kimbrell maybe goes somewhere else? And if Craig Kimbrell does go somewhere else, who do you see the Astros getting? I think this could be a hell of a deal between the Astros and the Cubs. I think that it might not just be Kimbrel. I think if you're the Ooh. Astros, I'm trying to get Kimbrel and Tapera or Chafin. I'm trying to get two bullpen arms from the Cubs because the bullpen Ooh. is the enticing piece. Yeah. And you got to be ready to pony up and sell back. And the Cubs need prospects kind of everywhere. They don't need a center fielder because Brennan Davis just hit two freak tanks. <laughs> Moon tanks. Uh, Javi said freak tanks on his lockdown video. We've had some freak tanks, nuke tanks, moon tanks. I'm good with any kind of tank with Brendan Davis. Any, um, I, I think you got to depart with like maybe three top 10 guys and then one more top 20 guy to get that deal done, which is really high. Really, I'm sure the really Astros high. would love Chris Bryant because he can fill in the outfield too. Yeah, but the, I they mean like center help. That's an MLB. I mean, he can play center. Deal. He said he wants to play center. He did. He said he wants this to play is, center. Hold on. So do I. You, you just took so this to a I. video game deal. Let's get Kimbrel Bryant and another reliever. Dude, Pete's video game deals are the most fun thing in the world. They're, they're, they're fun. They're fun. But I, so on my side of this, looking at the Astros system, similar to the Red Sox, not a great system, but had a lot of guys hit this year. So it puts them in a more beneficial and in a better situation than they were heading into the year. They've got a couple of dudes just 24 years old raking in AAA. So you can take that with a grain of salt, but somebody's going to take a flyer on one of those guys for a cheaper deal. When you look at one of the most emergent prospects they have is Corey Lee. And I think they're going to try to hold on to Corey Lee. He's a catcher. He's been hitting unbelievably this year in double A. And they don't really have an answer at the catching position uh, in the future. I think we could even see Corey Lee get moved up this year. But somebody like Pedro Leone can headline a big time deal for you. I think you can get a Craig Kimbrell and more by trading a Pedro Leone. Again, I think the Astros look reliever and center field. I just don't think Miles Straw gets it done. I don't think that's the right guy for you in center field if you're a World Series team. A Starling Marte is someone I know they've called on. He's not going to be that expensive. Maybe the Marlins package a Yimmy Garcia with him. That could be an interesting deal. I think you can look at some other spots for center field. There's a lot of teams that are maybe looking to dump a, you know, expiring center fielder, but the free agent market's terrible next year. There's not that many guys that I think you can get uh, and pay a premium for. So I think the Astros could go cheap and get somebody on expiring like Marte. And that makes a lot of sense for them, but the bullpen they'll be able to address that. There's going to be so many teams trying to dump relievers and they can get those guys. I'm going to ask you a couple of quick yes or no questions. And I I'm going to call this game. Is he good? Um, I, I think Corey Lee is good. Is Michael yes. Papirski good? He's in AAA, Sugarland. 
Michael Papiri. I'm I'm intrigued enough, and I think another team will be intrigued enough if that answers that question. Like he's he's emerged and he's shown flashes where if that's a complimentary piece in a deal, I'm I'm interested, and that's why I think the Astros because of emerging guys like that, I think they're going to pull something off. Okay, I love and then you, Aram, Last one is Jordan Brewer good? Jordan Brewer is really athletic and i i feel like he's a he's a plus plus runner and there's teams that you just know how teams are like oh i'm gonna look at somebody that's really athletic and pretend that i'm gonna turn him into byron buxton but i i think again a team is going to be interested in somebody that's a plus plus runner who's holding his own in in a ball i would take a shot at jordan brewer and again i think you named two really good supplementary pieces to maybe a Corey lee or maybe a pedro leone i think that gets a deal done because of these guys that have emerged and you, you kind of support my point there you guys listening cubs fans you're listening in second place in the al west is the oakland athletics at 55 and 42 i have them as buyers but similar to the rays we know that the a's like to not by big, but they do need a reliever and they need an impact bat in that lineup. Aram, Oakland A's system. What are we thinking? I love Oakland to just always go kind of crazy and they'll get creative. They rarely, like you said, go all in. Sure. They rarely go all in. But if you do remember, they traded, uh, he's disgraced now, but they traded <laughs> a very high profile prospect named Addison Russell you know, in a deal to, to really bolster them down the line there because they felt like their team could do it. Uh, we the also saw them. them make that swap Cespedes Lester deal, which was just the weirdest Weird. thing ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they do crazy stuff when they're good. And I think this is as good of an iteration of the, of the A's as we've seen in a while. They're so solid. Soderstrom's untouchable in my opinion, but mm-hmm. like maybe they are tired of waiting on 26 year old AJ Puck. And I'm interested in AJ Puck. Yeah, but I'm wow, interested. Cool. I'm, I'm interested in AJ Puck if I'm a team. Maybe they go and trade him uh, from, from what I'm hearing around Oakland this year has a lot of the similar vibes to what was that 2014 when they traded Russell, like the team has a similar energy. I know Billy beans not there anymore, but it's a similar energy to the, we might need to just give up a lot here to get this done. I think anybody not named Robert Poisson and Tyler Soderstrom could easily be on the move because the A's believe in their ability to draft and develop. I think they should just go get Taylor Rogers from the twins, put him in the back end of the bullpen. Who, what other relievers maybe do you think that the A's might add Jack? Yeah, that's a good question because I, I really love a couple of these relievers that they have right now. Trevino, Jake Deakman. I, I like those guys. I think that they might be in play for another, you know, Cubs type of guy to para um, Chafin. Like those guys will be very intriguing. Richard Rodriguez. Maybe. How about, yeah. Pirates. I was going to say, how about Richard Rodriguez? Like that, that's a name that jumps out to me. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe one of these bullpen guys in Baltimore that isn't Cesar Valdez, like just Paul Fry. Else. Paul Fry. So, uh, I think that they're, they're going to add, they're not going to add much. They're not going to add any flashy names, but they're going to add productive names. They're I don't know, man. Already. They're, they have maybe the, one of the worst, I've talked about this with Peter, maybe one of the worst players in baseball this year is Elvis Andrews. Yeah. Maybe uh, this team is doing great. They could go with, get Trevor with a black Story. hole a black hole at shortstop. I know the A's are not thrilled with how much money uh, story costs even just this year because they're the freaking A's, but maybe they kick in a little bit more on the prospect side and the Rockies cover some of the contract. I mean, the Rockies covered 34 million of Arenado's contract for like a poo-poo platter of prospects. So I I think that they could easily 
say, hey, we'll give you Dalton Jeffries if you cover a majority of Story's contract this year and go all in. I, I think that's that's something we could see the A's do. I'm, I'm expecting aggression from them. I, I know that's different from what Jack said, but I'm expecting them to be pretty crazy. Moving on to... Like- Oh, yeah, Hold on. Real quick, the, the Rockies might actually be like the one organization in Major League Baseball that can be tricked. <laughs> yes. yes, like, ha, we duped you. Like yeah. your friend in the fantasy league that you're trying to convince that Alfred Morris. A Major League carries. team getting tricked. <laughs> yes, it's like that one friend, like Alfred Morris is going to get carries. Just wait, just wait, yes. he's coming yeah. back. That's that's just like so mean. All right, fine. <laughs> Moving on to the third place, Seattle Mariners. They are 51 and 45. I have them as sellers, not huge sellers, but there are a couple of names that I think a lot of teams would love to add, starting with Mitch Hanniger in the outfield, Kyle Seeger at third base. And Seattle has a great reliever in Kendall Graveman. Aram, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hanniger, I think, is one of the most underrated players in baseball. Got a lot of home runs. Uh, guy rakes. He's a pretty good outfielder. I would love Hanniger. I think you can make the case for Hanniger being a good fit on any team in baseball and any team could use a Hanniger. You're going to get a big return for him. He's not expensive. Uh, He comes with some control. He has a track record of hitting when he's healthy and his injuries were freak injuries. So, you know, I don't think you have the injury concern with him. I believe he, I don't think so either. I agree with you. If he ruptured a testicle. So, I mean, this guy's been through it all comes back and still rakes. So I'm all in on Hanniger. He's gotten through adversity. He rakes and that's going to be a guy that I know you want to keep him if you're the Mariners, but he's on the other side of 30 and you're going to get a haul for what is already, in my opinion, the best system in baseball. Quick question. Don't even want an explanation. We're talking about nuts. Are you an almond milk guy or an oat milk guy? How did that, how did that segue? Uh, almond milk. Uh, I know Oatly just IPO'd, uh, but they've, they've let out some steam after really shooting up in the stock market. Uh, apparently, oat milk, not as healthy as they say it is. Almond milk is here to stay. Jack, what do you think about the Mariners after we just talked about that? Uh, well, shout out to you, Aram. I'm the nut guy, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. I've got a friend on the nut train. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Mariners have the best system in baseball. I, I totally agree with you. And like, there are those arms a little bit farther down in that system that like I'm absolutely in love with. And I have professed my love to you, Aram. Like Emerson Hancock and George Kirby are two of my favorite pitchers. And like Isaiah Campbell is also he, very, he very good. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's a pitcher. Um, my, I like the, you know, I'm going to keep going back to this. I like the idea of getting everybody out that you don't see in the outfield in two years. And Hanniger is one of those guys, right? You got yep. Julio, you've got Kelnick, you've got Lewis and you've got Trammell, like those four outfielders, you can even, you know, you can trade Trammell, Trammell for sure. You yeah. can trade one of these guys, but like, I don't think you need to trade Trammell. If you've got those no. four and you just kind of have like a rotation, like see a volleyball works. lineup, it's perfect. Maybe a Jake Fraley. He's 26, but if you, I think if you're in a position like the Mariners, you can go prospect for prospect, right? You could look at your system and say, oh, you know, we're really good here, but we could use some prospect depth here, or we could use a controllable big league piece here. They could be in a position where they're not really buyers or sellers. They're just making moves. And yeah. That's what I thought the Marlins would be doing. Uh, they kind of did it. Remember when you saw Zach Gallen go for Jazz Chisholm? That wasn't really a prospect for big leaguer trade. Gallon had just broken in and Chisholm wasn't far from the big leagues. I could see them doing those types of deals. Uh, maybe attaching a prospect with a big leaguer to get a higher end prospect. I think we could see them do a lot of things, but I mean, if Tramel gets traded, that poor guy's been passed around just way too much. Way too much. 
Fourth place in the AL West is the Los Angeles Angels at 46 and 48. I have no idea what they're going to do. It all revolves around pitching. They just picked 20 guys in the draft, all pitchers. If they sell, it's to get pitching prospects. If they buy, I think it's to get starting pitching help. Do you guys see the Angels buying or do you see the Angels selling? They can't ever sell. They like can't because you, you can't. You're getting trout back. You don't rebuild you when you have Mike Trout. And that's why we have seen the LA Angels so live in the purgatory. But Upton's going to be back soon, having one of the better years he's had. Uh, David Fletcher has really caught fire, obviously, that 25-game yes. hitting streak. Jared Walsh is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, not players, people. Uh, he's just incredible. And the pitching's a problem, right? So you, you look through that entire pitching staff. What I really like is that they call up Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh is one of those prospects that helps you right now, whether mm-hmm. he's hitting or not. Plus defender, plus runner. Uh, I think he he's got great bats of all skills and he walks a ton. He instantly gives you a boost and it's a team that really needed speed. I'm looking at maybe trading Joe Adele, like call me crazy, but I think is Brandon Marsh. If he has another good hitting week bombs, here, I think you trade Joe Adele. Who's walking 2% of the time in triple a two, maybe four. I, <laughs> I think, I think you trade him and you go get, you go get yourself. You go get Mike Trout an arm, get him an arm, Joe Adele, should go because Brandon Marsh to me is a big leaguer and he's not going anywhere uh, in my eyes. Jack, do you think they buy or sell? Uh, I think they buy and I'm with Aram. If you didn't say it, I was going to say it. I think Joe Adele should go. I think Jordan Adams should go too. I think you have to say F it and you have to go get starting pitching. Like you've got Shohei Otani actually fulfilling this prophecy that he was asked to fulfill. And then by the way, you've got Mickey Mantle coming back. Exactly. Like, you found the one guy in the entire world that maybe is better than Mike Trout. Right. And he's and on like, your team. You just put and him on the same team. team. <laughs> I just wish Anthony Rendon was healthy and still raking too, because they could be like a first place team. That offense is insane. But before we move on to our last team, just letting you guys know, this will just be the American League episode because we could go for legit three hours if we did both leagues. So on Sunday, you will see our second installment of the National League where we go over buyers and sellers and and give you the whole lowdown on every single oh, team and what we nuts. think they'll do with the trade deadline. I'm going to go nuts on the NL. Texas Rangers are a fire sale. They are going to sell. Joey Gallo is the number one name on the trade market that everyone thinks is going to be completely gone. We all agree. Yeah. Kyle Gibson, another name who everyone is assuming will be gone as well. Who are some other names, Jack, that you think that the Rangers could possibly deal because their whole team basically could be up for sale. I mean, outside, I don't, you're not going to trade a Dolce Garcia. Um, you're not going to trade Solak. You're not going to trade some of these guys, but you have to start kind of selling everybody because arm, if I'm not mistaken, the farm system isn't the strongest. No, no, they're one of the worst situations right now in major league baseball. And I think people kind of gloss over it because they're just the Rangers and they kind of hide in plain sight, but their big league team doesn't have that much talent that you can look at and say that's a part of the future. Even Adolis Garcia is 28. I mean, I think he's a part of the future, but like he's 28. Yeah. Their system's not good. I don't love Josh Young. I don't love uh, some of even their more like Maximo Acosta. I think he needs a lot of refinement as well. Cool name though. Yeah. yeah sweet name. name. I think you really got to cool revitalize name. this system. And I would make just about every single player on my roster available. If I'm them, like literally anybody, you name them. I think he's available that they really need to 
totally retool uh, the system. It, you can't have a system that bad when your big league team's that bad. It, it's just a bit ugly. What I will say is Cole Wynn has emerged and looked really good. They've had some other prospects kind of hit and look good. So their system is improving, but it's still far from where it needs to be given their big league struggles. I think the only guy that should be off limits in their typical starting nine is Nick Solak. Not at all. Uh, Maybe mean, so high. You can sell very high on Adolis Garcia, on 28-year-old Adolis Garcia, like Aram just mentioned. But like Eli White, sell. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, the, the Rangers do not want to sell him. Sell him because he can get you a lot of stuff in return. Like everybody here is worth something. How much is to be determined in the next 10 days? But everybody here is worth something. I think Solak is the only guy that you really got to hold on to because he can be that focal point and be the oldest guy on a really young team starting to maybe make the climb into relevancy in six years. But Justin Foscue, by the way, I think that's going to be their second baseman of the future. And that might just be enough for them. But Solak can play all over. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But I just wanted to shout out Justin Foscue for kind of just telling everybody, screw you for saying I was a bad pick. I rake and he's raking. Um, and they also have Ronald Acuna's brother for whatever that's worth. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Back to fantasy trades that I think could happen. Fantasy baseball, basically. Kyle Gibson and Joey Gallo to the Padres for Mackenzie Gore and other pieces. Thoughts on that? Mackenzie Gore is the most impossible guy to gauge right now, value-wise, right? We're talking about you a guy. The Rangers maybe just say, you know what, that might be the best prospect that we can get. In a I agree. I mean, you're talking about the upside. It's 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 still there, right? The upside doesn't got go Clayton away. Kershaw comparison. The yeah, ceiling so, is Cy Young. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just what's happened now is the floor, the bottom's falling out from the floor, and and that's that's Walking part of dudes. the problem. But the ceiling doesn't go anywhere. Uh, so yes, you have a wider range of outcomes now, but if you can get a Mackenzie Gore, I think the Padres are okay with trading him at this point. I don't think they want to wait this out and deal with this anymore. They've already uh, got 10 starters. Yeah. They've got 37 of them and some coming back and Clevenger's yeah. coming back. Oh my God. Yeah. I think, I think that's a really interesting deal that the Rangers, they need to take that kind of risk because all of a sudden you could end up getting a top 10 prospect in baseball. Uh, and they need something like that. I'm, I'm in for it. Jack last thought on that trade. Yeah, do it. Blow it up, man. Preller, I, he knows what he's doing. Faith. Would you Preller. do that if you're the Padres, though? Like, would you package Mackenzie Gore and possibly another top 10 guy, maybe even two top 10 guys for Joey Gallo and Kyle Gibson? You would? Yes. Put Joey yeah. Gallo in that outfield. Oh so then God, do you yes. think the Rangers would say no to that? Because if, you, I, if you do it so easily, then maybe that's just not a good trade and the Rangers right, shouldn't maybe do it. not. I think with how polarizing Gore is, it's like a person-by-person thing. Maybe the Padres are sitting there saying, he looks like a head case. I don't think we can do this. Like, he's in his own dome, and they they want to dump him. Uh, And maybe the Rangers are looking at it and saying, no, we've seen this story before. I don't want to deal with somebody like that. You know, so it could go a bunch of different ways. Or you could have the overly optimistic team that says, oh, we'll turn him around, bring him in. And that's where it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think if you're the Rangers, you've got to take a flyer on that kind of upside. You're in such a bad spot that you got to take chances somewhat like the like teams have done in the past, right? It's a huge chance to trade a controllable starter like Zach Gowan for a shortstop like uh, Jazz Chisholm who strikes out a lot, but you have to take those chances from time to time. This is one of those where I think you got to just get crazy. Yep. 
these is one of my favorite things to talk about because the trade deadline is so much fun and there's so many different scenarios and we will go over the national league on Sunday's episode. I'll be joined again, obviously by Jack McMullen and Aram Layton, the other co-founder of just baseball and go check out his new podcast outside the box with Jeff Conine. It's now on Apple. We got him on Apple. We got him on Spotify. It's everywhere. So thank you everybody so much for joining us and we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you everybody. No, I'm going to say thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thanks.